0: something we've talked about before, and I'm really, really interested in, and I've been talking to you about the fact that we need to be really, really careful with where we're headed when it comes to democracy, not just in Canada, but around the world. There is no shortage of analysts and authors and experts and pundits who have all been saying it for a while now, right? Even some former leaders of, well, provinces and countries have said it. Jason Kenney talked about this. Democracy is in danger. Things have changed drastically. The pillars that have held up liberal democracy from the beginning have slowly but surely been eroded in some places. Add to the list of those sounding the alarm, Mark Kingwell, who is an author and a professor of philosophy at the University of Toronto, recently wrote a piece on this very topic in the Globe and Mail and has uh, found some time to join us this morning. Mark, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be with you.
0: So when we talk about democracy being under attack, democracy is a big word, a big concept, means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So let's start by defining what it is that we're talking about here when we say democracy is at risk. What do we, what do we, what do we mean by that?
1: Well, that's the question I think is central to this whole debate because uh, one of the things that prompted me to write my article was uh, seeing so many commentaries about the decline of democracy, yeah. the rise of of autocracy, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Is it, um, you know, as we do a year-end assessment, in good health or bad health, and so on? And uh, people people are divided, as you mentioned. Most people, I think, including. Uh, experts from NGOs and political science departments and so on are worried about the state of democracy. But a lot of times, what I found thinking about these debates is people don't define what they mean. And so I, I wanted to go one level up at least and ask the question, what do we mean when we use the word democracy? It's almost always a kind of, uh, uh, piety or, you know, um, um a, a form of, um, special pleading. Mm-hmm. We say, democracy as if we all know what it means, and it's a good thing uh, unconditionally, um, and anything that's not democracy is worse, uh, I think there, there's a way to cash out those claims. But for the most part, people don't really examine nope. or defend a particular notion of democracy. So uh, if you ask me, which you did, <laughs> um, I think the most interesting kind of democracy is a democracy of relation or fellowship, so I conclude my piece with what I call an existential conception of democracy, which is shared vulnerability, so that we recognize in each other the threats that, that challenge that us. Face, and that what's easy. at risk? Yes, exactly. So, uh, you know, of course, institutions are important. Uh, free and open elections are important, a free press is important, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, these things can be debated, are they in good health or not? Underlying all of those, foundationally, I think, is this idea that we recognize when we look at our fellow citizens, our fellow human beings, and even other kinds of, of entities, uh, some animals, maybe some non-human entities that are coming down the road from AI and other sources, and we say, I recognize that entity as morally significant and hence politically significant, and that's a very old thought, uh, but it's one that, that constantly needs renewing uh so i think the debates about electoral systems uh institutions very very important essential in fact but we have to recall again and again that what it, what got us to this this stage of assessing the the health or ill health of democracy is that shared concern with uh, vulnerability so are
0: you on board with those who say that democracy as we know it or the institutions of democracy? And like you say, maybe it's not an institution. Maybe it's a, it's a community involvement. I mean, do, you, do you agree that some of these things that we rely on are in peril when it comes to our democracies?
1: I do, actually. I mean, I'm, I'm persuaded by the evidence that I've seen, as most people probably are, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from, from very reliable sources that if you track certain statistics, uh, there's, there's, there's much to worry about. Uh, I think autocracies are inherently unstable, however, and not that democracies are necessarily inherently stable themselves, but they have a good track record when institutions are uh, in, in good order of being able to adapt and maintain themselves over time and over many kinds of challenge. Uh, so I'm optimistic, even though I am very, very uh, cognizant of uh, just how many challenges there are. I think the fact that we're having this debate is good. Yeah. It's, you know, as if we're saying, okay, well, where, where does the needle stand between democracy and autocracy? Uh, that's that's a healthy exercise. And we when we have vivid and, and highly nasty examples of autocracy that seem to be at least momentarily thriving, I'm thinking of Putin's Russia, sure. uh, of Iran, the Taliban, uh, some of the examples I gave in my piece and well-known to everyone. We can see this up close and personal, right? And uh, and some of the things that are closer to home, which are not nearly as, as deep a challenge, yeah, but yeah. nevertheless are worrisome when power is concentrated without uh, transparency or accountability. Uh, that's bad. That's just bad um, for a politics that, that purports to be uh, in the service of citizens. So uh, those challenges are, are present, too, and need to be addressed. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, provincial leaders, I talk about that. Municipal leaders here in Ontario, we have this strong mayor policy um, that the Premier here has instituted, which gives tremendous power to uh, individuals in large metropolitan areas, uh, Ottawa, Toronto. Um, it's unprecedented, and uh, that's a slippery slope. So. Um it doesn't all have to look like, you know, Putin's Russia to be tending towards autocratic uh, depredations.
0: You're absolutely right. And and it's some of the, you know, some of the some of the things that we've sort of just taken for granted, I think, in a lot of ways that, um, you know, seem to be a little less, you know, certain that they used to be. But I guess the question I have, Mark, is when you're talking about democracy, isn't that part of Democracy isn't that sort of because I mean it's not just the leaders. I think the leaders who who tap into these feelings and use it to their own benefit and to consolidate their own power are, are one issue. But us as voters seem to be willing to give up some of the things that we used to absolutely see as steadfast pillars. And no, we're a free and we're a democratic society. We're willing to fudge those a little bit now. That and I guess in a way isn't that democratic?
1: Well, it's a curious paradox or conundrum at the heart of democracy, especially, we want to be specific, liberal democracy, which is to say uh, something, uh, a form of of political order that's focused on the freedom of the individual. And uh, when you get that combination, it's not just a matter of of the infrastructure of governance uh, or the relationship of people to the state. It's uh, putting primary, uh, you know, front burner the idea of individual liberty and that's that's a particular kind of democratic conception uh and it, it gives rise to things that are, are sometimes a little odd i mean take the freedom convoy for example which i reference and uh we're looking back on that now uh some people saw that as a triumph of liberal democracy because it meant that individuals were reclaiming what right. they saw yeah. as freedoms that had been denied them by state policy uh many other people on the other hand thought as uh, a curb on their own freedoms because uh, public spaces, streets, and, and um, you know, common spaces in cities and on highways uh, had been retaken by uh, a small minority. Uh, so you can debate that endlessly, as we did. Uh, but both of them are expressions, it seems to me, of liberal democracy in action. Uh, so this is, in a sense, a very good thing to have yeah. this self-reflective character in liberal democratic discourse it can be puzzling and it certainly leads to lots of debate but the debate itself is good that that's bottom line and i think you were maybe suggesting some something like that that this is what we get when we have a a liberal democratic order we get endless debate and that's a good thing Uh, we don't want to shut down debate or come to conclusions that uh, are fixed we want fluidity uh, we want some other things, too. We want transparency, accountability, as I mentioned. But fluidity in, in uh, political discourse is essential to any kind of thriving democracy, including liberal democracy especially.
0: How concerned are you, I guess, is is the final question, because I know some people are very concerned and think we're really headed on, down a dangerous road on a slippery slope here. How concerned
1: are you? Well, not not terribly concerned because of the combination of being very aware of the issues. I'm not, you know... Uh, ostrich with my head in the sand. Uh but I'm optimistic at our adaptability and the when the when the bells ring, eventually people answer the call. I I was worried, I have been worried for a long time about voter turnout in elections, for example, people self disenfranchising, which is a terrible trend. Yeah, yeah. Um and we have not yet adopted policy measures as they have elsewhere, Australia for example, where uh you have a mandatory about, voting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's the right way to go. I think it would be really ideal if people felt enfranchised and active. But you can see why they, they opt out, because it doesn't seem to answer. To their desires, and that's really the key here. I think is to pay attention to human desires, uh, what what connects us rather than what disconnects us, and focus on that baseline connection, which is the one that that we all share with any other vulnerable entity. Which is it's it's tough to be here, you know, life is hard, uh, and we should always remember that.
0: I think you're so right. And I, I agree with you. I think, you know, when it comes push comes to shove, there are certain things that will hold up. Um, But I think the threats are there as well. Interesting conversation, Mark. Thanks so much for being here.